podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Just to prove that we're not perfectionists here on the LFC Day Trippers, I'm your host Keith, and I've made an absolute balls at the start of this podcast. However, the lads have stuck, kept calm, and didn't panic, unlike me. And we've got the show back on the road. Sorry for the delay there. Can't blame anyone else, only myself. I see a lot of people in the chat are saying we can't blame Grizz. Cannot blame Grizz on this. If we could find a way to blame Grizz, we certainly would, but I can't, so I'm not going to. Um, lads, sorry about that little mess up there. Uh, used to are used to are no bother there. I'm the one that's all over the shop. Um, as someone said, I'm having a nabby cater here, and I've, I've I've made the balls of it. Look, we'll we'll move on, and we'll go onwards and upwards. Lads, thank you for joining me. Um, as you can see, it's not a fat back four tonight. It's uh, there's only three of us here, and I'm delighted to be joined by Conroy and by Kev. Lads, how are you? Not too bad. Recovering after yesterday, dis- yesterday's disappointment, I suppose, more than anything. Yeah. Frustration. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's amazing how a result can put it down around your weekend kind of thing. At least it wasn't the half-twelve kickoff, Cave. Look at the positives. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a few bonus hours. But yeah, yesterday was, yesterday was more frustration than anything else because you just know that there were silly things. We'll get through it in the game when we go yeah. through the game, but it was just silliness in an awful lot of ways. Yeah. It really was. It really was. It's it's a frustrating thing, and you know, on the back of a really good week, um, yes, to 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 get that, it's you know, a lot of people I think maybe are overreacting, saying it's derailing this and derailing that, and I just think it brought us back to earth a bit, you know, that yeah. way. And I think there's going to be many twists and turns as as the season progresses and goes on. But lads, uh, Conroy, I'll start with you. Um, Yesterday comes around, were you confident going into the game before you saw the team news and how did you react when you did see the starting eleven? I think right now we're, we're confident for every game and, and probably been confident for every home game uh, against a team who's not in the top six for the past probably three years now, if you know what I mean. Even if we're not in good form, a lot of times we, we'll get away, even if it's a, a amazing win or a, a win by hook or by crook. But to be honest, with recent weeks... Um, Keith, I've kind of took the lineup as it's came in and just felt like we've had enough, especially like the win away at Atletico. I feel like even though we've not played amazing in every second of those games, we've got through it. So I was quite okay with the actual the midfield. My memory went blank there. The midfield was, it was Jones, Hendo and Keita to start with. Yeah. So I was feeling quite good with that, mate, to be honest. Um, the front three as expected, because I think Jota will play against Atletico, because I know we'll get more onto that, but I'd said that last week. I think um, Manny didn't really do great against Trippier or the Athletic defence away. It's not bad, but he wasn't really he wasn't, uh, you know wasn't breaking him down that well and I think with Jota's movement, Klopp's probably already made that decision the week before that Manny would want to prove a point yesterday which he did to be fair, really good performance and then uh, so I was not surprised with the front three. Overall, going into it, I was confident. I've got a lot of respect for Brighton and I said that before, I think they've got a really, actually I think a brilliant manager now I think he's really proven that um, but obviously, we are squad, even if we're a little bit depleted. We should have had more than enough to win that game, and I think you would both agree with that. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Kev, um, the lineup comes in, and as Conroy touched on there, you know, they, they, maybe not that many surprises, considering certainly in the midfield what the options that we have at the moment. Yeah. Uh, were you happy to see that lineup? Were you happy to see Kanate retain his place? Were you happy to see uh, the front three being that front three? Or would you have done that in slightly different? No, I think that that lineup, when I saw it, I thought, yeah, that's 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 good. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, if anything, I said it on the when I was chatting to Gav on Friday night that I thought the Brighton game would be a harder test than the Man United game, and that was no disrespect to United in any way. It was just the, the manner of how Brighton play as compared to how open Man and how many chances Man United will give you. How they're Brighton are a test. They're tactically astute, mate. Man United on. It's that simple. Yeah, they're better in certain areas, and I thought. With Kanate especially, we're going to have these with him. He's going to be up and down. He's still learning the system and how we play. But to be fair to him, I thought he was okay yesterday. Not great, not disastrous. He was fine. You know, he wasn't the issue yesterday. He did okay. And there was a the problem is there was an, a fair few players yesterday who did okay. Yeah. When one or two needed to do a bit more than that. Uh, but no, the lineup itself was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. I don't think there was any real arguments for anyone, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Matip could have come back in, but look, you want to see Kanate playing, you want to see how how he gets on. Uh the front three has been banging in goals left, right, and center all season, so there's no no problem there. And the midfield options at the moment are limited. So it, the lineup was fine as far as I was concerned. Yeah, you don't mind seeing a bit of rotation with certainly Kanate regaining his uh, retaining his place, sorry, ahead of Matip because look, we all know Matip's injury record isn't mm. isn't the best, you know, and he's been excellent this season, and you know, long may it continue, but we are going to have to manage Kanate, and I'm surprised maybe not Virgil as well to an extent through more games, just to to make sure that we're not pushing them too much. So I wasn't overly surprised. And if you'd have gone Matty Barcanate there, I don't think... Or Gomez, really to be fair. And Gomez, Gomez looks to be maybe a bit the, the, he, the fourth option at the moment. Yeah, but he, he needs minutes as well. Like This is the thing. Yeah. Where Virgil isn't getting the rest. Yeah. Joe needs minutes. And it, I, don't, I don't want to get it for him to get into a stage where... He's starting to get frustrated with his place yeah. in the squad. And he starts to kick up a fuss because at the minute we've got four top quality centre backs. And in fairness, he's earned the enough, he's earned trust. Yeah. So if it, I, I that's the only question, where's where's he gonna find enough minutes to regain his match sharpness? Because Gomez is one of those players that needs a couple of games on the bounce. He needs a run. Yeah, he needs a couple of two, three games on the bounce to get into a run of it. And at the minute, we're, le- we're, le- we're leaking too many goals, you know. And it's I understand what Andy's saying there. Is it because the problem is in midfield, he wants stability at the back? I don't know. Yeah. And I, I mean, in fairness, I think it's too easy to blame the midfield, I think, on yesterday. 
Um, they certainly, you know, as the game goes on, they're not great. But I, I think, Kev, you hit the nail on the head when you said too many players were just okay. You know, too many yeah. players. I think Virgil was sloppy, maybe. He wasn't his usual self. I thought Robbo and Trent were poor as well as the game went on. And Kanate certainly wasn't the same uh, imposing figure that he was at, at Old Trafford. But we'll move on to the midfield, lads. And it's it's Hendo, Naby and Cortis. And look, the, we don't have many options there at the moment. You know, we know sort of we're down to the to the bare bones, really, in, in that, that part of the park. And I suppose you're missing uh, a key player in Fabinho because while Henderson can do a job, I certainly think he can do a job at the sort of defensive midfield number six type role. I think Ryan Potter was very astute in what he'd done and he played a false nine and he put uh, Leandro Trossard in there. He was usually a maybe a winger and a tricky player and it caused us no end of problems. Now, that's as the game goes on. We're going to go to the start of the game. We didn't have any problems at the start of the game, did oh, we? No. Um, you know, we got off to a great start, Kev. I'll stay with you on this. So, you know, four you minutes that? in. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I'll let you go, Kev. You no, know, I was going to say, look, I thought Brighton were in it from the first minute. Oh yeah, certainly. Um, I just meant, I just meant we got off we to the perfect start. With, we did. We started know. really well, but Allison was forced into a really good save earlier on. Twice, twice. Yeah, and I thought to myself, twice. ah, here we go. Yeah. It's going to be one of these. We're going to get yeah. dragged into a game of football again. Mm. You know, and it was a game of egos, and I thought. If we don't get a grip of this, then we're going to be dragged into the game that Brighton want to play rather than the game that we want to play. And as proved to be the case, the longer the game went on, it became a, a game of tennis where it was right, you have the ball, or a game of basketball, you have the ball, we have the ball. And in those kind of games, anything can happen. And it did. You know, I mean, we started brilliant. And for the first goal, in fairness, the ball out to Salah and he waited for Jordan Yeah, you could see him waiting and waiting and he timed the run and it was bang one shot and he composed the shot he didn't bang it with power it was side foot away from the keeper and bang in you go at that it was a lovely goal and but it was all made the goal was made by the pass out to Salah and I'm pretty sure it was Virgil yeah yeah Virgil, yeah. Virgil out to Mo and Mo because he stays wide, he brought it in, brought it in, waited, waited, and then laid the pass off. It was a brilliant goal. It really well yeah. worked. I was delighted with it. It was. It was a great strike, and it's something that I think, you know, Henderson certainly has in his locker. And we've seen it a couple of times now this season. Uh, but we get off to that start. We're, we're playing, you know, well, as you have both touched on there, Brighton start the game well as well, you know. But we got off to the floor in the sense that we're getting a goal. Um, it's a great goal. It's it's well worked. We're settled in nicely, and on 19 minutes, it all changes really. I know the the we go on to get a second after that, but to lose Naby Keita after 19 minutes was a bit of a blow, to say the least. Um, it, I think Keita's been playing very well. I think he was relatively poor in in athlete, against Atletico, but other than that, I think he's been playing very well this season. I think he's. He's becoming a much more important um, cog in that midfield. And to lose him is so frustrating, lads. Um, 
Conroy, I'll come to you on this. Uh, what did you make of, of Keita's performance up till then and well, the fact that he was going off? Well, that's quite funny, actually, because um, it's, if, before he goes down the first time, I think he gets back up again and he goes down. But it's, it's just after he actually plays a He's part of the kind of build-up that uh, gets Bobby in for a horrendous finish. Let's just call it that. Horrendous finish. One-on-one. Um, try to be too cute. Thankfully get a second goal after that and that's not really been brought up. But it's a great piece of play. He looked very confident. I thought the game suited him as well. And then to see him go down, it's like through, I'm not going to get into this, but through the start of the week, people like criticising him for potentially like faking an injury. It's like nonsense. If you actually have had any experience at Naby Keita's, the turmoil was in his career for inconsistency and stop and start you know that wasn't the case so yeah it was I was a bit gutted for him to be honest Keith. I did think yeah. I wasn't sure if Ox would have the same impact and it proved for the full game he didn't however he actually starts really well when he comes on but yeah gutted for him and have you heard any update I've not checked today I should have checked for an uh, update won't on Kata won't hear anything until until probably Monday or Tuesday by the Monday, time it's Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. so yes. press conference Monday, you might have some kind of a, a word as to what grade tear it is, or if it's a tear, yeah, or what it is. We'll go, f- you know, we'll know more yeah. then, I suppose. Go, go for it. I, I wonder if it's related to a sense of right, just if you're feeling it before the match. So we'll, we'll see how it, how, it, how it gets on. But for him personally as well, I, I agree, Keith. I feel like he's had a few performances where it's been hot and cold, but there's definitely been more. Uh, see him part of the system and more consistency even if you could just base that on stats for goal involvements goals assist he's genuinely having a, 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 a impact he's having an impact on the team consistently i'd say this season so that's well, a pretty good for him so hopefully that's not too long yeah indeed because i think he's a player that the majority of liverpool fans want to see succeeding and he's well as i said he wasn't great in the game against atletico he gets a beautiful goal in that and he is adding that you know he's more of a threat and when he goes off i think there's a sense in the ground of it it takes the wind out of the fans a bit i think because yeah because he looked very confident as well in the ball he looked very confident yeah and it's like jesus not again this fella's going off but we yeah. go on, we, we carry on, and then we go 2-0 up um, shortly after that, Kev. And at this time, it's Sadio Mane again. Now, I think we're over the fact that Sadio Mane is, has lost his mojo a bit because, <laughs> you know, he, he might not be playing well, well, but he's still scoring some goals. The, um, the, the little mini break that he had didn't, didn't, do, him the wor- didn't do him any harm, did it? Because yeah. he was on it yesterday. And that's what you want in a rotation in the side that you can take someone out for seven days, 10 days, and when they come back in, they're refreshed and they go again. But I'm still to see a better cross of a ball this weekend than mm. that cross from Chamberlain because that was whipped in with pace. That gave the keeper no chance to come. Yeah. you know, And that was, you had defenders in front of him, you had a defender either side of Sadio. Sadio's not the tallest fellow in the world to pick out. And that was inch perfect. It was a beautiful cross. And yeah, the header just buried you know the keeper had no hope he just he he was stuck he was rooted to the spot and it was a lovely goal and a 2-0 you thought right let's try and get control of it now and manage the game and it was what was missing against Milan that yeah. we got we saw this you know the rat was a rabbit in headlights you're 2-0 up there's 3-4 and 5 here this is this is too easy and it was the same with Atletico 2 up Rabbit in the headlights, 
there's three, four, five in this game, and there there wasn't. Yeah. Yesterday was the same. We were two 0 up, but we were never secure in that two 0 I thought Brighton were always a threat going forward, especially with the runners they had off of Jordan. You know, and we'll get onto that more in the second half. But it was you could see what was coming. You could see that if we didn't kill that game off with the third, then they were always likely to get one. And yeah. just after, you know, shortly after that, there, there is another a third goal. It's ruled out correctly yeah. for a for a it straight away. And it's straight away. Yeah, yeah. Clearly looked yeah, it like it was his hands. pressing, though, wasn't it? It was excellent pressing, and I think it, the, someone in commentary made a good point that you know, boy, it's not just the we saw against Manchester United mm-hmm. last week. It was headless chicken pressing by the United yeah. players. It was one player running and nobody else doing it. Whereas this, it was Salah pressed on the right. And it distracts the keeper, and he doesn't notice that Mane is coming yeah. in on his blind side as well. And by the time he looks at him, he's on him like a rash. You know, it was sort yeah. of triggered. I watched, I watched match of the day this morning, and they had a camera angle. Whatever camera angle they had of it, you could see across to Robertson. You could see Salah on the, the, this side, but you could see Robertson on the far side. And when Mo came out to press... You could see Robertson was putting himself into a position, and so was Jones. Everyone, the f- there was five or six players that just were hunting in packs, yeah, to just go. Yeah. You know, they'd seen it. The Brighton keeper had a bit of a mare in one instance against City, and they laid the traps all over the place for him. And the press deserved the goal. Yeah, it does. It deserved to work because of. It was just perfect. It really was perfect. And Sadio was so flaming unlucky. If yeah. you know, and it, a couple of inches either way, and that stays off his foot and just goes straight in. Like yeah, he knows know, straight away though. He knows he straight does. away. He knows, He's he laughing. Straight he knows straight away. away. Yeah. So yeah, in this day and age, you're not getting could, away with yeah. that because you yeah. know it's yeah. going to yeah. go to VAR. Plus, Keith, right? If you score a goal in a cup final and it goes in off your hand, there is no possible argument to say that that goal can stand, and that's why that that's the rule. And it's fair enough because it will go against you in a big match if if they don't make it that clear cut. So it's fair. It's when he laughs when it gets made. I was like, he knew straight away. <laughs> he knew straight away. But it was um, it, to be fair to Sanchez. He already got a, a, a cap recently, Spain. And he is mm. good to his feet. He shows in the second half. He is yeah. a good keeper. So I think that actually shows you how good that press timing was because it's not like he's a he's an idiotic keeper. You know, he's obviously yeah. quite competent. So that, I think that shows you how good the press was. It does. And I think it also shows you that he is actually a decent keeper, Sanchez, yeah, yeah, because yeah. He, he just brushes her off. Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Other keepers would have panicked. The yeah. other thing I noticed with Brighton, Brighton didn't try to play it out from the back from, except from their own goal kicks. Yeah. They went long. And... They weren't exactly going long to anyone, you know, to their normal. Trossard up front, so yeah. yeah to Dan Byrne. They were going long and wide to take, and his his kicking was good enough to take it. In the most part, they always went to Trent's side, but in the most part, they kept it away from Kanata. They were always going for Cucurella and yeah. whoever Sometimes. was the midfielder going on that side. And more often than not, he did it. And he did it well. But it was just another thing that Brighton do that a lot of sides like Manchester United last week try to play out from the back. And some sides don't learn. Brighton do. And Potter learned. You yeah, don't yeah. do that against certain sides. And we're one of those sides you don't do it against. 
You know, exactly. but his kicking was very, very good all through the game, to be fair. Yeah. And it's interesting, like we were it, we were putting the pressure on, we weren't getting rid of Brighton, they still were having the chances. But you know, when that goal is going in, you're thinking, right, lads, we have to put the foot on the neck here and we have to really try and force this home and get the mm. goals. Because you could see they were they were all uh, you know, they didn't look like falling apart, they didn't look like crumbling, they're two 0 down at Anfield Brighton and they're not, you know, they're not, they're not falling apart here. They're still they their players in midfield were still getting on the ball. Eves Basuma, um, Enoch Mwape, like they, they were still getting in and doing damage to us. And you're right, you touched on a player there, Kukarella. Kukarella has been a, an excellent addition for them. And to have yeah. that outlet on the left hand side, they always knew, you know, look, oh, Trent is Trent. He's excellent going forward. I think he's a bit underrated on his defensive side. I don't think he's as bad as a lot he's of a good defender. make him out to be. It's just that he's so good doing the other things. Yeah. You know, that I think people look. But what he does do is he does give opportunities. He does he does get targeted. And they do have a genuine good player on Cucurella on that left-hand side. And they they start getting back into the game. They start getting, you know, getting on the ball and moving it about. And... You know, they're walking Allison. Allison's, you know, he's not having a, a a quiet day by any chance or by any stretch of the imagination. Like he's having to deal. He's having yeah, to they're deal continuously sales. getting bodies forward, Keith, even before we, like not before we scored, well, actually before we scored the Solomon March chance, but yeah. even half chances like Cucurella, I think because Trossard drops deep with the false nine, that was causing us all sorts of problems because then he was going out wide to the left. There's loads of space. There's a few times Cucurella's just in our box, like with loads of space. So it was like, it, I thought it was continuously. They were brave, and um, yeah, it was. It was absolutely just wanted to, to add that as well, Keith. I thought like they were brave to put bodies forward. They felt that felt they felt that was the best way to to try and defend against us. If you know what I mean, to just yeah. make it like a tennis match, as Kev said. Well, that's it. Owen makes a good point there that Trent was a bit lost with their system and. You know, I, th- I do. I think that's very fair. I think it's, um, and that's not to dig out Trent because it's I think we all find that you know the Naby substitution does have an impact as well on yeah. that, um, because the mid the personnel in the midfield it's it's changing and we just couldn't get on um, on the ball. And as I said, their midfield was grown into it. Um, Basuma was very good, and and Mwepe scores now. Um, Mwepe scores. What is that on what minute was it that he gets that goal? About thirty-six, thirty-seven, something like that. I think it's uh, something like that. Yeah. 41, 41, Forty-one. So it's just close to close to half time. What do you make of the goal? Conroy will come to you. This might surprise people, right? But I've watched it loads of time. I think he hundred percent means that. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, people saying it's a cross. If you've ever played out in white or you ever crossed the ball in like that technique who's he trying to cross to? He's not going to, unless for some reason his technique, he hits it out before it comes in, but you would not hit across that hard. Like, and to me, I get how people want to say it's a fluke, but I think he means it. He's looking up and you might disagree, fair enough, but I think it's too yeah. quick to people say that's a fluke. I think he actually 100% means it. His body shape tells you he means it. Yeah. If, he's, if his body is more open, he's crossing it. It wasn't his body shape, and it goes out at that way. So it's not yeah. like it's, it's like just in a kind of trajectory. Yeah. It, I think he body, means it. His body shape was closed, and he was. It was a shot to nothing because you ask him to do that fifty times, and he won't do it because Allison was in the right position. 
he was spot on in his right position because he was there for the cross. Mm. And that's where, it, where a keeper should be. Now, Alisson's six foot three, and that creeped under the crossbar. It was very like Havertz at the start of the season, that header, that yeah. glancing header from the near post. Yeah. Again, do it 50 times, and Chelsea haven't scored a goal anywhere near like it since. They've had plenty of corners and plenty of chances. Yeah. So it's one of those goals that you just put your hands up and you call him every name under the sun and you break the remote and you kick the dog and you throw the cat out the window and say, fuck it. <laughs> you know, shit, move on. I it's just one of those it. things. It, it I really have to is. say, I, I think it was a fluke. I think it was a fluke. A lot in the chat are sort of split on it and think he meant it. Um, I, I think he was crossing it. Genuinely. Who, who's he crossing it, it to? Four Nobody. Like, yeah. The type of player that he is, I don't, think, I don't think that's, he is... Um, that's not how... You would not cross a ball like that. There's no way you'd, you'd try to put that much pace yeah. in a cross for, for that, that body shape. But that's just me. Like I just think it's too easy when it's and not he, a big name to say it's a fluke. That's always No, and that's not to run, the, run him down. I actually think he's an excellent player. I've yeah. seen him for a No, I don't mean you, talk. Keith. I just mean... I just, I've seen I know, all the just, broadcasters My argument on this, my argument on this, and why I think personally it was maybe... Not that it was a fluke, but that I think it was just... He got the ball and he's just putting it into an area to cause a, you know, cause a bit of trouble in there. Because the type of player that he is, my wet build, that I've seen, I haven't seen loads of him. Right? I've seen bits of him at Salzburg. He's a, he's not a defensive midfielder, but he's he's certainly not an attacking midfielder. And he's not a wide midfielder who's sort of an expert at crossing. Do you know what I mean? I think it's it's a player that gets the ball. I think he's putting it in there. And I think he just overhits it. I don't think he can see a shot. Well, he might not be able to see a cross. No. I don't think he's looking at that thinking, there's a shot on here. I don't think Allison's far enough out to think I'm going to get this over him. So I think it was just one of them. And look, you take it every day of the week. We've scored goals that have been sort of, not flukes, but that have been, did he mean it, did he not? And at the end of the day, once it goes in, you don't really care. Like, yeah. he doesn't yeah. give a shit if he, if he meant it or he didn't. Oh. At the end of the day, he's got a great goal from it. Yeah. Did you see you know, his tweet that he put out today? No, no what did he say? Uh, was it, I'm just a kid from Zambia, um, living my dream. I've, I Brilliant. dreamed of scoring a goal at Anfield in my lifetime, and I've achieved my dream. Shame Brilliant. I couldn't get the win. And do you know what? That tells you a lot yeah, about him and Brian, it does. their mentality. And to be fair, he's not the first person to you, to go to Salzburg route. Yeah. And I don't think he'll be the last. Um, what they're doing over there. You've got yeah, Wang, who's playing for Wolves as well. They now I know he's at yeah. Leipzig in between. He's scoring as well. So yeah. there's quite a few yeah. examples of that. There's quite a few, and he he played well yesterday. He really did. Yeah. He he looks like he's got a proper football brain. You know that he knows when to go, when to stay. He knows when to pick a pass. Um, he knows where to be, which is the most important thing. You yeah. know, he knows the right yeah. positions to be on on the pitch at any one time. Eighteen million, I think they paid for him, so he wasn't cheap by any standards. But he's worked every penny of it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think any anything from our point of view there? The only reason I've not mentioned that is to me, some there's some goals that you just accept, and for so. me, that's that's one of them for me yeah. anyway. You want someone from that area of the pitch if you're going to cross it, you'll back your keeper every day of the week to come and collect that or your your centre back yeah. to head it away. And if someone's gonna have a shot from there, you back your keeper all day long every day of the week. It's just one of those freak goals. You know? Yeah. I don't think and you look, can 
overanalyze it or overreg it. I think it is what it is. Fair play to him. I mean, he hits one into the in off the bar against Allison at Anfield. Fair play to the lad, whether he meant it or not. And it was great to hear we tweeted there because yeah. he is a good player and he's a, a player that I think I was surprised he went to Brighton, but when you look at him, he's a player that will fit what they're doing. And what I was sort of thinking with, with sort of um, how he would settle in there, it, they're the team that play, and I'm going to want to come on to their, their formation. Like one of you, I think it was Kev, I think you might have said, you know, they, they're not rigid and Potter isn't rigid in how he plays and no. he, he'll change uh, his shape and his formation and the way he'll play in, in game to game. They played um, Leandro Trossard as a false nine and he was causing us problems as the, the game was going on. Um, yeah. And I think without Fabinho in there or a nat- more natural defensive midfielder to snuff that out, I think Potter knew I can do damage in here if we can get Van Dijk or Kanate coming out of that comfort zone. Because they want players on. like Against Manchester United, Kev, yeah, they knew Ronaldo is going to be up there. He's not going yeah. to be dragging us left, right and centre and he's going to look for high balls and they know what they're getting. Yeah. Yesterday, they didn't. No, it was, they set up in a, like a 3-4-2-1, you know, yeah. and the one was Trossard who was dropping back, but you had two tens who were making runs in behind from deep and with Cucurella on one side and what, I think it was Sully Martin. It is Sully Martin, I think, yeah, I think it was yeah. Martin, yeah. You know, they're, they're adaptable, and they can change it to a five. They can change it to a four if need be, with Cucurella dropping in at left back. Yeah, and Veltman can go to right back yeah, as well. Veltman, he can play centre back, right back. Yeah. Veltman, they paid, I think, 850 grand for yeah. IX for from IX. Bargain. And he's just a versatile defender. No wonder they didn't have a problem selling Ben White for 50 million because yeah. they've got lots of them, Kev. If you look at the have. squad, they're yeah. continuously getting them. And to be. <laughs> The way they attack, the way they played us was out. They, they played the game wide, and from outside to win. And they create. They tried to create overloads on our fullbacks either side with runners from midfield going in beyond. And it's a good way to play us. They're not the first side to do that to us, you know. Uh, Fabinho, yeah, you miss him, but I think you miss Jordan Henderson, who would normally be next to him. Yeah. That second defensive head. Where Chamberlain and Jones' game is surround their their whole game is literally getting the ball and running with it, bringing it 10, 15 yards, maybe take someone on, go past them 10, 15, 20 yards, and then lay it off. Whereas Fabinho and Henderson is a give it, give it, quick pass and move, pass and move, get the ball into Bobby, out to Mo, back in around in little triangles, and keep keep everyone moving. Ox and Jones like to be on the ball. And they like to be on the ball a little bit too much. And they give players, opposition players who are good on a press, a chance to get in at them. They, mo- they won't get in there all the time. But if they can get win the ball on the halfway line, one pass and you're in, you're in against two centre-backs with runners going, going towards your goal. So th- it's a big problem. And it, the problem was cr- exacerbated by the substitution, by Naby. Uh, it wasn't his fault. Look, hamstrings go. It's yeah. part of the game. But um, it wasn't helped by the personnel more yeah. than the player coming on more so. Than yeah, the, the, it was. If, if it was on. a case that if it was a Milner coming on or yeah. a Thiago or someone a bit more, with a bit more nous, yeah, you know, a bit more nous of 
what they can and can't do in the areas where they can and can't do it. You could see yeah. why Klopp was frustrated more at the end of the game because he could it it wasn't a shock. You know, as the game went on into halftime, you got to look at who was on the bench and what could Klopp have done at halftime to adjust things. Maybe change shape, which he did later in the in the second half, but there wasn't an awful lot more he could have done to change from the bench. You know, yeah. apart from, apart from going for a back three, which he's just not confident. The only thing I thought he could have done. He could have brought Joe Gomez on at right back and moved Trent into midfield. Yeah, that was a, an off to f- a left field option to add a bit of steel and a bit of stability into midfield, but it would have been a real big risk, especially yeah. at the time you're two one up still. Or yeah, just taking know. Trent off full stop and just put Gomez on at the right side, just because. Well, sure. no, I, I, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, okay, because it wasn't just Trent. No, they, I actually think they got in three times. They got in both channels, but they got down his side like three times, I think, before the actual goal comes from that as well. So it's like, it's not just trying, as you said, another midfielder to shoot it up. But I think it's it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you're going to back yourselves to, to play that game and get enough goals. But that's twice we've tried to do that against Brentford and Brighton and we've not been able to. We've played a tennis match and we've it's been juice. Not yeah. one. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ramez Khalil throws in a super chat while missing the midfield controller without Fab and Thiago. So we can't control games and the gap between the midfield and the fence is becoming a recurring problem. And thanks very much for the super chat, Ramez. Um, and he's right, you know, it's, it is becoming an issue when teams are going to target that. And, mm. you know, I'm not one for throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You know, we're on the back of a good run. We done well done super against Manu last week at Old Trafford and today we oh yes they sort of we got brought back down to earth a bit with um, a sloppy performance all around but the game goes on and um, the, the midfield I thought Brighton were getting into it but then there's a substitution um, around the hour mark and Yves Basuma comes off and Alexis McAllister yeah, comes on. Gary, Gary Mack comes on. Gary yeah. Mack. Alexis McAllister. The I, called him, I, called him Alistair McA- I called him Alistair McAllister the other week. I knew it was, I got mixed up. In the, I knew it was Alexis, but I said Alistair. So, yeah. He's Argentinian. He has I two know. brothers. Kevin and... Yeah. Um, what's the other one's name? Francis. Kevin yeah. Kevin McAllister, Francis McAllister. And home, home alone. Home alone. Yeah, Never McAllister. Brilliant. Oh, I have to say, I'm a huge fan of Alexis McAllister. Didn't and he come in was, as a striker? Uh, he was Wasn't he originally a striker or, or a 10? Ten ten we need to yeah, see yeah, if he's got some Scottish relatives. See if you can get I him in the, the Scotland yeah. national team. See if you can get him in there. Get him in, him and the other two. Get the three brothers in. <laughs> but I thought, well, Basuma was good for them. I thought McAllister came in and caused not all sorts of problems for us in that midfield because his passing... Um, maybe a bit more forward thinking and it just had us on toast then from there and we get the the goal um, comes sh- uh, five minutes after that and did they have one they have one disallowed before after. that as well did they oh no, after it was, was after. it it was after yeah so yeah one. Had, comes in because Mo had the Mo had one disallowed for offside yeah. and it was just a split second between Manny because he timed the run yeah, and he tried to bend it, and it was just like it was a stride. That's all it was. It was it was just a stride, 
if Mo had played a stride earlier or Sadio had played it a stride earlier, he was in it. And he took it around the keeper beautifully and slotted it. It was a lovely goal. Yeah. But the um for their goal, Robbo's a fault. But but just 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 before that as well, I think um what's the midfielder who scores the first goal? Uh, and uh, how do you pronounce his name, Keith? Yeah, but he actually gets a chance that maybe he's potentially offside, but the flag stayed down. He comes in yeah. from the left. I think that's before they make it two-two, yeah. Kev. Yeah. So another good save. Just just a wee uh, caveat. Allison, by the way, should be getting a nine out of ten. I mean, he had a great save from Solly March. That's a stupendous save. The save from Basuma, I think, is brilliant. He tips on the post, yeah. and then that's obviously coming out quick. But again, it's not definitely offside. That was kind of touch and go. And again. He just he pulls off big save continuously. I just think he's um, and the one from Lalana as well, but his feet. Lalana as well, just like keeping a hold of that feet and then keeping it like not spread, not springing back out. Just I just wanted to shout out Allison. I feel like he does make some stuff look simple, but yeah. even like coming out yeah. and timing his timing when he come out to put that the, the player under pressure with a one on one. I think he's like a, he's an expert at that now, and I just think because he's maybe not as as intimidating as a Schmeichel, we don't really go on. I know we do, but in general, I just think he's he's actually brilliant at one on one saves. Yeah, so just yeah. just a shout out. To Allison, yeah, yeah. Very good but it, it makes the forward or the opposition players have to work even harder for their goals, and it makes them second think, guess themselves. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. We can see it now. You can see it now. You can see it now consistently. That I'd say maybe that's six times probably more this season. Players being one on one, and I back Allison to save it. It's like a it's fifty fifty now, where it really it should be like ninety ten to the striker, but. It's, it's definitely working. It's amazing, like the, the your view of the goal. The goal doesn't change size and the goal doesn't move. But when you have a big, imposing goalkeeper yeah. coming out, and not all keepers that are big are imposing, and yeah. you know, you it look at is. Simon Mignolet running out, and I think Simon <laughs> Mignolet was bigger than Allison. But when he ran out, he was like he shrunk. Yeah, he's imposing Allison, and Allison is the opposite, and that's not to dig out Mignolet. No. It's just Ali looks a like a light. Ali looks like a light heavyweight <laughs> when he's coming out, coming out. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Mignolet come out and he looks like a, a welterweight who's had a bath. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, it is. It's true. But we had just you know Manchester United you know, side his, of him. Yeah, you know yeah. you had this for years with Schmeichel with um, well, not so much Van der Sar, but the Haya when he forced it was the gap in between. Was, you had Taibi, you had Fabian Barthez. Yeah. Then they Mark finally sorted it. Yeah. Then they finally the, fixed it. Bastards. But they got imposing keepers again. And you knew we, we'd be going through and you knew the goal was shrinking the closer they were getting to it because the keeper was just making it big. And Alice does that and it's brilliant. Yeah. He can't really do anything on the Trossard goal. I think Robbo doesn't cover himself in glory. No, I, I think, don't think Virgil covers himself in glory. No, I think Robbo drops and plays him on side. If he yeah. holds the line, he might catch him off. But... I don't know what is going through his head to drop there. He just made it so easy. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I don't know if he's trying. To look to me, he's maybe trying to second guess it, Kev. And then before yeah. he do that, it's already the, the, he the thinks maybe the, then. he thinks maybe the pass is going there straight away. So I can understand that he's, he shouldn't do it, but he's maybe thinking yeah. to catch it out because yeah. he, he's done. He does that notoriously. He's done that maybe going across the goal to stop it. But as soon as the ball comes into Olana. He's, yeah. he's snook. I was going to swear there, but he's snookered. And actually, actually, the time I had to watch it a few times to see that because there is a few faults. Robbo's the bl- blame there, but again, they got on that side numerous times that. in that channel, um, yeah. and we just didn't we didn't sort it out. But as I say, that is. Um, it's, I wouldn't really say. See, when he gets in that position, it's easy that it looks like he's just sticking a foot out, but it's very hard there. You, you can't slide in if you dive and you get gets a penalty. It's like 
it's the movement. It just as soon as he does that, game over. This is elite footballers. You're not going to miss when you give them that chance. Yeah, yeah. I just want to take up what Justin is saying. Or Justin said earlier on in the chat that Klopp doesn't change shape. It was on about seventy minutes. Klopp did change shape. We went to a four-two-three-one, and yeah. he put Sadio out on the right. And the re- I think it's plainly obvious the reason why he waited for the changes. Brighton were well on top for a good 15-minute spell. And Jota might offer you a threat going forwards, but Bobby's better at tracking and yeah. coming back and gives you that. He gives more in that 10 role than what Jota does. By the time he makes a change, it's shit, you're, you're, at, you're, you're at shit or burst stage. Yeah. It's it was two two and it was look whether he knew results were going against him or not, I don't know. But Klopp will has two or three go tos in a game. He'll start off with his four three three. Different it, it plays out different ways. He'll go four two three one or four five four four one one if he's trying to close the game out. And very, very, very rarely will he go out of back five. You know, that might be last couple of minutes in a game. Yeah, the, the Matip special, the Gomez special yeah. for a few minutes. <laughs> for a few minutes at the end to shut up shop. Yeah. But it was never it wasn't mentioned in commentary, but when Sadio went out on the right, it went quiet. Mm. It was almost like he was out of the game there. And it's it's the risk you take that you want to put more up front to give him the best chance of getting in on a counter, but you're also hurting yourself in other ways. You know, yeah. and at the same time, we still weren't able to shut off the the flow because Curtis isn't that double pivot six. No matter, he's just not experienced enough in that role yet. You know, yeah. maybe later on in his career, he'll be he'll have a bit more nouse about game situations, but you know, it just didn't suit yesterday. It's very true, but like Brighton get the second goal and they then make a change. They bring in Tarek Lamptey straight after that and it's just a sign that they felt that the game was in it for them. They were putting the foot on air throw. They were putting the squeeze on us. I thought it was a good substitution on the back of the McAllister substitution. I think Potter was getting, you know, he was getting it right and he could sniff blood and he knew that there was there was a win in it for them and he went for it. And also as the game was going on, they were slowing everything down. They were, you know, taking every second out of it. And it's the easiest way to just frustrate yeah. a crowd on a team is just to do that. And I thought Potter had his team um, doing it brilliantly. And we just could not, we could not um, live with them. You know, the highs of the last week, as that second half was going on, lads, I didn't see a goal coming. Do you know what I mean? No. I thought it was, it was looking desperate. Can I add Keith right now? I'm not listening. I'm not for one second because I know people are going to say, Connor, being positive, this is shocking. But I'm telling you right now, we're going to just, I'm laying this on the line first, right? If you two minutes to start a season, I'm going to bit your hand off. Three points off top, top of the Champions League going into the game at Anfield against Atletico for win or a point. Kev, you know exactly, we're through. Yeah. Beating Man United 5 now, it can't go smoothly all the time. If it did, we wouldn't know how to be supporters because all would just be to expect to win and that's not how yeah. football works because like City will smash Brighton but then City lost to Palace we might we, we, we beat Palace 3-0 do you know what I mean football's always different yeah. every game's different so for me we need to look at the positives I know Kev the, the run we've been on is ridiculous yeah. so I think you need to remember we're supporters at the end of the day and it's a case Absolutely. of we're in a great position we'll look at this we'll learn from it 
and there will be changes. But just to add to that, I do think eventually this is why we do need to look at, I'm not even going to go on the centre mid thing we need right now because I do think we're depleted a bit there, we'll get through it. But this is the reason why if we're not going to use Divock Origi, sell him, I know you might want to leave, but you need to get a number nine in. I don't care what you say, you can't win every game playing the way you want to play. You need to rescue games. And that's the one thing we're not good at for like, um, not that we can't rescue games in time, but just cutting out the tactics. We have got literally one of the best, well, I'd say both, but Robbo's not in great form, but Trent's crossing is unbelievable and Robbo's can be, and you've got Shimikas there as well, but we don't utilise a proper number nine. And the one we've got, we don't bring them on. So that's the one thing that frustrates me with this team is there's a stubbornness to say, a stubbornness to say, that game was gone. The tactics we put in place did not win the game. Like our gameplay, our philosophy did not win that game. But that's how the top teams continuously manage to rescue those games and stay in a, a, a title race is winning ugly. And and I just think we're we're um, cutting our hand off a little bit by not u- utilising a number nine to save games. Like Lukaku against Zenit is the prime example of what that offers Chelsea. Chelsea were bang average in that game, but they get the win because Lukaku's there and it's just a crossing or whatever. It's a ball in the box. And I just that's the one thing, guys, I get a little bit frustrated with Liverpool is... Um, we don't even use a Rigi. I'm not a Rigi's biggest fan, but if you've got him there, the you're never going. You're never going to break them down because it's not been working all day. Salah's the best player in the world right now, and even it wasn't working. It was it was okay, but it wasn't flowing correctly. That's why you need to utilise the strengths we've got. We've got two really good fullbacks. I don't know why we. That's the one thing that annoys me. If you if you'd have done that yesterday, there's every chance we'd have lost, and the reason being is Dunk and Duffy. That's what they want. But what, yeah, what was what, the game plan then, Kev? So see when, well, when you put Sadio Mane wide, what did we create? It was that you could you could see that, but that wasn't working though. But that wasn't working. You go route one against Duffy and Dunk. Yeah. No, I'm not saying route. I'm not saying route. Not saying route one. I'm saying crosses in the box. Wide, played the ball it, wide. They prefer yeah. that. They would but use that would all day. That's all they like, a, I get that, but the way the way teams like United for years had stayed is because they penned teams in. Now Liverpool did not pen Brighton in. That wasn't like Brighton had to earn that that point. Now yep. you say they'd win that, but see if you've got centre backs and you're putting a ball in a box, they head it away, but it pens them in. It well, puts pressure and midfield. momentum on them. You, pun- you pin them. In, you pin them in from midfield, but, not but from that, a striker. But, but 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 that you, you still presence in the box. But it's not a coincidence that literally every other team in the Premier League is a striker and they've rescued games. Like it's not yeah, rocket yeah. science. It isn't rocket science. We're going into and January and we have we, after selling Shakiri, we have one space in the squad available for a non-homegrown. No, no, I understand that. Yes, I'm without, just saying in the future. Anyone. I know, but that's yeah. without selling anyone. There is space available to bring someone in without having to yeah. sell anyone that we can register in January, whether that's a striker or somewhere else. We have that one option. And I hope, for the love of God, that they do use it. And I agree with you. I would love to see a target man type centre forward. Yeah, I'm not just saying that Andy Carroll, Kev. I just mean, it's just yeah, a, we need someone else there just to, to presence. Because what it. I mean is, is um, sorry, you are right and I understand it's like playing that way. But there's just certain games, right, where I feel like we're not at it and we're never going to win that way. And you just need that that option. And I just I, I've just seen so many teams rescue games recently yeah. with having uh-huh. a number nine. And it's it just I think when you've got fullbacks that we've got, and yeah, no, I get I get we've, it. I just think the last ten minutes you throw the kitchen sink, and we don't do that. That that's the only thing. We've scored twenty nine, conceded yeah. eight, and we're unbeaten. It's hard to argue with the way they're doing it. I get what you're saying, 
But then you've got to turn around. Like I've seen names like Jonathan David and um, Vlahovic in in the, in the chat. All I like David, and I've liked him for a couple of years. I think he's a really good prospect. But are you going to convince someone of his ilk, or more or worse, Vlahovic, to come to a club that's firing on all cylinders, not without a guarantee of some some form of minutes? No, that's I, don't, a fair point, I don't yes. believe I don't believe that you get that caliber of player when they look at what our fifth choice striker gets game time wise. You're never dropping more. Bobby offers but, so much that's different. Sadio is on fire, and then you've got Jossa before you even yeah. look at the fifth. But, but it, I think that's a cop out. Sometimes the stuff. But we're not, no, it's, it's but no, I'm not. I'm not saying use cop out. But I'm saying it's like no. to use the excuse that you never get. Because I think if you've got a different player, a different option, you will play games. I think Arigi doesn't doesn't play because he just doesn't suit it. He doesn't work hard enough. He doesn't press hard enough. Amazing. But what I'm what I'm saying is we're getting a bit wider, a bit from a point. No, no, what, what I was meaning is I'm not saying we need this in January. I've accepted it, but that, that's a frustration of mine. What I am saying is, though, well, if that's not working, maybe use our Rigi. You know, because I, I just don't see the point in having them, and maybe that is because of contracts. And, and you're yeah, quite no, right. No, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I just, it's, it's frustrating, though, because he brought Jota on and he brought, and I just felt like Manny going out, it just didn't work. It didn't work when we try to change it up. So you are probably right that you maybe need to stick to the philosophy, but I just feel like there's games that you just have to accept that we've got this wrong and we need to rescue something. And maybe yesterday's a bad example because Brighton, to be fair, were good. I just There has been games in the past where teams have really caused us trouble by playing a low block and we've just never been able to, to capitalise on it. And that's mm. the thing that, that frustrates me. It's hard for Liverpool to beat a low block because, yeah, you know, we play our, our system, we have our forwards... And to bring in a player, um, you know, theoretically Origi should be it because he's six foot three, I think, six foot two, six foot three. Six he's a big lad. He's quick. He's physically tall and, and muscular. He's not scrawny, you know what I mean? He should be able to impose himself and he doesn't. So what's the point in having him there? I agree with Kevin the extent that to the extent, you know, it's hard to bring in somebody to go in and do be the new Divock and to keep them hungry because they're not always going to get fed. And yeah. that's the problem with that. And it's can, can I just add to that key? Sorry guys, I meant to clear I didn't mean like a Vlahovic. I'm not meaning to that. So when no, I mean no, it's yeah, like I, I'm meaning like a like a you know, like a Giroud was available or like yeah, someone yeah. of a lower I'm not so saying option, that standard. Yeah, so so what I meant when I said that, Kev, is not yourself, is no, I no, meant no. that there's 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 options out there that are attainable that that's always meaning that we could yep. utilize because yep. sometimes i do think you're going to get matched in games and not being able to break them down so that that's that's all I'm saying and it, oh, yeah. it is frustrating when it's like um i don't know i'm just going on about this because i feel like we've got a great squad and we can just little tweaks can make us brilliant but as i, as I said earlier this is not about the season because i think we've been superb this is just something i think going forward is an area of improvement that's all yeah, well, Grizz kind of agrees with you, Conroy. So I think we can all say you are on the losing side of this battle. Um, good to have Grizz in the chat. Um, yeah, look, I think um, the, to, to have that plan B, I, again, not looking to overreact to a, a draw. Whatever way we look at this, lads, we're tuning up at home against the side that are, I think are a good team. I think they're, you know, having a good season. It's It's never a given to go into games and expect to win. But when you put yourself into that position, and you throw yeah, from it two away. Nil up, you ex- yeah, from 2-0 up, it's, it's, it's definitely points dropped. You know, there's there's no arguing arguing in that. It's, um, 
I mean, I'd love to. I just want to put something. Ask the people who are in the chat. What do they think? I said that. I mean, you guys can, you know, st- fire in positions, names, whatever. We have space in January for one edition. Now, bear in mind the Klopp. Look at what he's done with Kanate. Very, very, very rarely do you get Klopp using a new signing straight away. All right, yeah. but as I was watching Grizz last night, and Grizz is quite right in what he was saying. There's there's a lot of people, players in our midfield, that are prone to injury injuries, even soft muscle injuries. A couple of weeks here, a couple of weeks there. We're suffering at the minute. Would you bring in a midfielder or a forward in January? Not a case of will they, because uh, I think Would they you? will. Would you? Which one? You know, because we have space at the minute for one to come in in January. Mm. So would you go for a midfielder or would you go for a striker or a wide forward? Or what would you what would you guys in the chat like to see? Well, Conroy, what do you think about that? I, I genuinely, I would go for a centre mid now just because the way it's going. Um, and I say we're going to keep a Rigi for at least the next year. We know that. So I think the striker um, uh, debate is for the summer. Um, or forward, what you want to say? Um, I think it has to be a centre mid now, just just because <laughs> they're, they're falling like flies at times. So I feel like you know what? It's it's not an overreaction because I do think there's a lot of extremism. It's like either you know, like oh, we're not doing this, and it's t- yeah. to get a bit. You know, we're doing really well this season, but I just think I think Kev, you mentioned it before Christmas time, lots of games back to back as well. I think a centre mid is something that we we will have to look okay. at. Is is there any you you off the top of your head? You off the top of your head? With uh, what Kieran say? B is Kieran B is saying there? Sell Ox, fine. You sell Ox. That means you have to bring in an English player. For anyone who says or goes online or puts in a chat, sell Ox, fine. You have to bring in an English homegrown player. Do you, so do you know the one I would that suggest, really Kev? limits what you're allowed to do. Yeah, a good point, Kev. The one I would suggest, but I'm not going to say, suggest it now because of um, the personal and, and legal issues that will be happening, and, and I'm not going to comment too much because we don't know, but I think there's a reason Basuma, no one's took a chance on him. Like, there is absolutely a reason because when it comes to his ability, he's a brilliant player, yeah. so... Yeah. It's not even. I'm not even talking about what's happened recently. I think just personally, it's it's strange was, in the start of the summer as well. I was amazed Arsenal didn't go for him. Yeah, yeah. I thought he with the relationship that Arsenal built with the Ben White signing. I honestly couldn't believe that Arsenal didn't go for him. Yeah, it's a strange. Know, I can one. understand why we didn't at the time. Um, purely and simply because look, we've got eight centre mids for three spots. You couldn't. We couldn't at the start of the season foresee that um, Harvey Elliott was going to have the start of the season that he was going to have. He's he's he was outstanding until his horrific injury. Then you're into Fabinho misses a couple of you know a couple of weeks here and there. Jordan Henderson misses time here and there. Everyone does. Everyone in our midfield has missed time, whether it's a couple of weeks, a month, six weeks, whatever, here and there. And it brings its own kind of issues. And the type of midfielder I think that we need, I think Laura put a shout in there for Brozovic. Yeah. That kind of player. I think Cantwell, Kevin, is a shout. Like Cantwell him. is very Jones. I'm back, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> you know, he's one who carries the ball. 
I think we need two holding or two defensive heads with one who's an attacking creative player. Yeah. That's the perfect balance for us. Brozovic is a great show because it's similar to the Kovacic um, signing at Chelsea. Yeah. I think Basuma, my take on this, and I said it all along, is I think Basuma is very much uh, a, not a defensive midfielder. I, I, I don't know if he could play, if he could flourish, let's say, alongside Fabinho. I, th- I think he's nearly, a, you know, him, a, a, one or the other there. And that's not a dig at him. I think he's a great player. No. I just I don't know if it suits our system as yeah. as as the eight maybe I don't know if it's going to work out. Yeah. What about Casey, positive. Keith? What about Casey? What about Casey? Casey? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Casey either. I think Casey yeah. is a good. He's player, free in the summer. That's the reason I'm saying he's free in the summer. He's so, summer. but he's also off to Afcon. Yeah, good point. So, well. you know, what's the point in signing him if yeah, you can, and... You know, when you're, it's not February. You know, it's. um and I, I do like him. I think he's a really he's good... He's an Ivory Coast he, international, isn't yeah, he? So he's always yeah. going to be sort of in the mix for the AFCON, whereas Basuma... Yeah. And he like plays he on the left of a three as well. You know, yeah. he's, he's a really athletic... I think he could do with... Uh, I think he carries a bit of condition. That's mm. <laughs> a polite way of yeah. saying he's a bit uh, portly. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think he likes the Italian pasta a bit, uh, a bit much. The late night but, pasta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good shout. Uh, Touche me. He's he's Chimene having a, is a great show. He's he's having yeah. a season and a half in France at the minute. Yeah, Fofana is another one in France. Central yeah. mid. He got player of the month last month. Um, there's some decent box to box mids out there. Graven Birch is one that we I. Because of Royola, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even talk uh, about it if Royola's yeah. involved. <laughs> and look, if anyone wants to know why, as much as I, th- I think Gravenberch is a hell of a talent, you go and you go and dig out the interview with Chiellini last week when he's talking about um, a Royola player. And he was hoping that Delict would be allowed to stay at Juventus long enough to see him flourish, that Royola might let him stay. I'm sorry. There is absolutely no way in hell I would ever want Liverpool to be in a situation where a pl- an agent dictates yeah. when we can sell or when we can what we can do with any player. And I don't Paul give Pogba two shits who the player is. Paul Pogba, yeah. you know, they're set to lose him for free for the second yeah. time after paying ninety million so, to bring him back. And, Dick, and Dicko said Bellingham, and I'd sell your mother to to get to <laughs> Bellingham in, in, in front of her. Yeah. And, and I'd throw in mine and Keith's. God, Royce, I'd sell Everybody. them out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can, can I just ask you one? Sorry, I want, I want to ask Keith this. Um, I saw the stuff today because obviously Declan Rice scored. Um, just a quick one. And we're talking about centre mids we could possibly mm. get. I mean, surely Liverpool are not even going to consider this for the money they're talking. That should just be not worth or feasible. Not even, he's good, but he's never worth that in a, a month of Sundays ever in a million years. No, I, I he's think a good, he's, he's a good player. He's yeah, I think he's, he's a, good. He's good, and he's in a system. He look. I mean, West Ham at the minute are purring. You know what mm. I mean? They're effective, and they're good at what they do. And in a four-four-two with one sitting and one going, he's fine. I, I think he's absolutely fine in a double pivot. He's a good, solid centre mid who's got a decent pass on him. He's all right, but he's not a hundred million. All right, yeah. He's very. If he's in pass, I'm, I'm expecting pearl level of passing. If it's a hundred yeah. million, do you know I, what I mean? I'm expecting you know Tonali, Tonali is the one I thought. 
a couple of years ago when he moved to Milan, I thought he's going to be the one to watch in a couple of years. He hasn't kicked on as much he's as still, He's I still did. young, isn't he, Kev? Yeah, he's, he's, still young. he's only about 21, 22, something yeah, like that. But he hasn't now. kicked, he hasn't really kicked on. I think Declan Rice is a good player, but look, I'd be with Keith. He's, yeah, no, look. Yeah. For the money, even the like. Between himself and Grealish, I don't know which one hurt me more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know which one I'd think about there. more. <laughs> yeah. Bad blood all the way there. Yeah. But in fairness, I think Royce Hope more as well, just to clear mm-hmm. that one up. I think, you know, he, yeah, he played so for us and then fucks off. But I think with, with uh, Declan Royce, I, I can't get behind him at all. I I think he's a good player. I think he's, a, as Kev said there, he's playing in a good team at the moment. Whether you like David Moyes or you like West Ham, they're playing well and he, he suits what they do. I think if you were to bring in Declan Royce, and I think Calvin Phillips is getting a few mentions as well. I think there's the like English Calvin. tax that goes on to players that yeah. means they have to, you know, Man City can put 100 million down on Jack Grealish. And if he doesn't work out, it ultimately doesn't affect them. If Liverpool were laying out 100 million for a player like Calvin Phillips, not Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, 80 million or whatever, and 60 million for the Calvin Phillips. I think the risk is too to high for the reward. And I don't yeah. think they have the capabilities to justify the player that you'd need or you'd want to be. I think Jude Bellingham Absolutely. is the Maybe other end of the scale there. I yeah. think Jude Bellingham is worth that risk because he. I, I think his game has more about it than the other two. I think the other two are English internationals. We've seen it down the years constantly. England internationals come at a premium and it's a premium that very rarely works out. But with his age as well, Bellingham, you it's kind of, you can maybe argue it's worth it, like because you're getting maybe ten years longer, maybe potentially more than that out of him. 15. And it's like, yeah, that financial is a financial decision. You could you could that would make sense. But I absolutely agree because Billy Gilmore done both of them at Wembley. So Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice, if you're saying worth hundred million, a guy who's on the bench for Norwich today, right? They couldn't get near him. So that's all I'm saying before we start to get too overreactionary with Declan Rice. I think- I think Gab said it on a pod there going back a while and he was he was smack on. Rice is good, Calvin is better, but Jude is better than the two of them together. Yeah. You know, I and mean, Jude Bellingham is scary. The fact that at 18 years of age, he's ripping it up. And he's not just doing it in the Bundesliga, which is, in fairness to the Bundesliga, is a very open <laughs> and attacking. It's an open attacking league that gives you space on the ball. And you can look good in that league without being an exceptional player. He's doing it in the Champions League against all types of opposition. And it's only a matter of time before someone bites the bullet on him. Yeah. And I hope to God it's us. Yeah, I hope really, it's us really as well. do. I, I think it's, it's got Manchester United all, all over it. Because I hope I not, because I don't they, want to end up disliking the kid. Yeah. You know? And I think that it, it's funny, look, I'm not trying to, you know, run down their business and their business, but we all know, I think it's very well documented now that Liverpool don't offer the top wages and it's all incentivized. And if you perform well and you win, you get your rewards for that. And I think if you can get Jude Bellingham on a contract like that, I think if we'd have got Jaden Sancho, for example, and that's the comparison I'm going to make is Jaden Sancho was doing everything Jude Bellingham was doing at Dortmund. He goes in there as an unknown teenager from England and tears up Bundesliga, Champions League. He goes to Manchester United, he's on 350,000 a week. Where is the hunger? Do you know what I mean? Where is it? It's, he's won. He's already won. 
I bet like a Dion at Barca was four hundred yeah. grand a week. He's on. It's like yeah. uh, Dion. I watched him. I thought it was unbelievable for Ajax in the Champions League run. And it's just like he might hit there, but you're absolutely right. That kind of the hunger. Does yeah. it go when you're getting that a week at the age of wages, Dion? Now he's to like, find out. I know, I know, I know. We're talking, we're talking this platonically as football, not about like the financial reward. But you can understand that complete, completely. But Conor Gallagher by Thomas C, that's a really good shout as well. But he's obviously yeah. Chelsea are just bringing yeah. talent from out their years at the moment. And they do it. They do it brilliantly. You know, they get these goals. Yeah. They go well when it comes to playing Crystal Palace. Conor Gallagher isn't going to be playing by them. Do you know what I mean? Because he's going to be playing his parent club, so Chelsea will steamroll them. You know, and it, it works yeah. out. They put their players out on loan. Their players there excel. One player at Chelsea that I honestly expected to either have broken into their his first their first team by now or have moved is Ruben Loftus Cheek. A couple of years ago, yeah. I, I really he thought it, he, he looked the business. He's got that. He's got the size. He's got the skill on the ball. He's just been really. He's one that's been really unlucky with injuries, and but there's a reel of those Chelsea players who went out and loan. Yeah. And Chelsea, to their credit, have become very, very efficient at selling them for good money, yeah. and reinvesting that in their first team squad and in bringing the next lot through. It's something that Liverpool have to get have to get better at. Yeah, you know, in fairness, you look at, I don't think we sent players. Well, they they sold your man Mark Wehi, didn't they? To to Palace for about twenty six million. Yeah, we don't send enough, Yeah, we don't send enough players out on loan with the mindset that they're not coming back to yeah. into our first team. That they're we're sending them on loan to build their profile to be sold, and it's something that hopefully in the next over the next four or five years, I think I, yeah. I hope we see to improved. They have got that in place. To be fair, like they've people used to joke all the time about the amount of players they had 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 out on loan, but you can tell now that it's proven dividends as well. Because yeah. I'm not just because it's the the Scottish national team link, but Gilmore he's not playing there now. But Gilmore looks like he will replace either a Kovacic or Jorginho or um, that type of style. At least sit on the bench for Chelsea in the next couple of years, and I can see Gallagher breaking into our team because he's a bit different from what midfielders they've got. He's a bit more box to box, can get in their box as well. Kind of late runs, similar probably to. He's also not in the same caliber. But La- do you know, I mean, do you know, like if you talk about Lampard in the sense of late runs, Gallagher's quite good at that as well. He's, he scored quite a few goals that season, so I, I fully expect both of them to go back to Chelsea as well. And I mean, if they're starting and they can Premier League proven, they're probably going to save themselves about a hundred million on two centre mids as well. So yeah. it's yeah. you're right. We need we need to get better at that. Hundred percent, Kev. I think we need to treat him more ruthlessly, you know, that way. Like Chelsea sent Chelsea aren't sending Conor Gallagher out there with the idea that he's coming back into their first team. And if he does, it's because he's just excelled. They send their players out there and oh, they're yeah. looking putting big prices on them all. Billy yeah. Gilmore as well. They're looking Billy Gilmore excel. If we get forty million for Billy Gilmore from someone, he's gone, he's out the door. Whereas I think Liverpool are sending players that are never gonna make it or players that are going to come into Air Force team, you know. There's there's not much yeah. of a there's not much of a, a market out there for us to be making big money. And someone, yeah. um, Kevin Ball says, Air Academy is showy compared to Chelsea's. And look, I, I, it's different. I wouldn't say I, showy. It's a different model altogether, isn't yeah. it, Kev? It's it's not the same. It's. I mean, to be fair, I think it was it last year or the year before they won the FA Youth Cup, and that's usually the marker for where an academy an, an academy <laughs> is. <laughs> 
But that's well, that's the other there. side. That's the other side of it. See, with um, when you've got players who become the big time charities, you know, you're better. It's the one thing that we have done is cut ties, and yeah, rightly so. Um, but yeah, I think the, this current crop that's coming through at the minute, coming through the academy, they're all. I think the majority of them will have careers. Yeah. You know, wherever that may be, they might have. Some of them might go on to have good Premier League careers, and hopefully, we can capitalize on that by getting some revenue into, especially with the new revenue streams that are coming into the league. It's something that we've got to get very good at very, very quickly. I think when you look at it, just to add on to Kev's point and the comment there, if you look at like Chelsea's recent sales or take away their loanies, but just like Tomori, um, yeah. Even like Hudson Adoy, he might go eventually as well. Tammy Abraham, um, you're you're talking big money. Yeah. We've we've still got Ben Woodburn, who's just got I don't know. I did get loaned to Hearts, he's, if I'm correct. Yeah, it's like, there's different. There's different. I was alone though. There's different levels to this game. You know, they're selling for big money. We're maybe getting five to ten million. Obviously, you might chuck the Brewsters and the Slankies. I get that, but. To be honest, I think we've maybe ran a race a bit with that. The other, the other thing that we ne- we need. And it's fair dues now. You just mentioned him there, Dom Solanke. He's he's scoring. That's goals. not a bad signing for Bournemouth. Yeah. When you think about it, it's he's scoring out. goals for fun well. now. But we need these players that we let go and that we sell for decent money. We need them to work. Yeah, yeah. you know, we don't want to see. I don't want to see Ryan Brewster as the twenty million kid who left to go to Sheffield United and flop. Yeah, that does us no favors. You know, exactly. great point. Solanke looks that good now. Battle, yeah. but you're not winning the war. Exactly. He's looking good now. Yeah, because for uh, Bournemouth, when you think about it, they signed him, was it 20 million? But he scored last season, scored this season. If, yeah. if Scott Parker can get them promoted, well, they'll yeah. say, well, that's 20 million well spent because we're back in the Premier yeah. League. And, and you he's know, young and they can build their team yeah. around them. And he looks, he looks he looks, like a much better player. I don't know if you watched him in the I Championship. But up. He has, and he looks yeah. He looks very, his movement, he looks very confident. And now his biggest problem with Liverpool was his movement was decent, but it was that kind of... Killer instinct. The, the championship's been very good for Dom Solanke. It really has. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's no, plenty of all. players who have good careers at that level. And 20 million for players at the top end of the championship in this day and age isn't as out there as what it was no. 10 years ago. Far from it. When you yeah. got the likes of Mitrovic staying at Fulham for yeah. by hook or by crook and still having a good international career, you know. The, the top end of the championship, bottom five, six in the Premier League, there isn't as much of a gap in there between Absolutely. between that as what you'd be led to believe. Plus, yeah. it's physically a really demanding league. Yeah. Something yeah, that no Paul joke. Smith says here, Shea Yojo has been at Liverpool for too long. And, you know, that's yeah. something that I wonder, you know, is, is it the... It's not a slight on Jurgen Klopp, don't get me wrong. But is it uh, the payoff that you're having for a Klopp? And I'm not thinking of Ojo, but I'm thinking of like Divock Origi and I'm thinking of Nat Phillips. When we have these players and Origi, the year we won the Champions League, he, he, we struck lightning in a bottle with him for the six months of that, the second half of that season. He comes in against Everton, out of the cold, scores yeah. the goal when Little Arms drops one in front of him. And he goes on a run, run, run. We should have sold and been ruthless yeah. at that point. Because he, he was okay when Club Force came in, but he had an injury. But he was never really 
He's you not know, that guy, is he? The, the player that we needed, you yeah, know, he was never really. Guy. And I know someone's putting the uh, AS is putting there. Rigi just didn't want to leave. What can we do? You can Nothing. sell him on, and we we gave him a new contract. I think after that as well. Yeah. You know, so it, that's it a, that's a fair that's move. a fair point. When a when a player signs a contract, it works both ways, yeah. and there's plenty of clubs, with us included, who will almost force players into decisions whether they like it or not. You can't, we can't bitch and moan when they turn around, when a player turns around and says, no, nah, I'm Grant. Yeah. If I if I don't get the move that I want, that's best for me and my career and my family, I'm quite happy to sit here and register me, don't register yeah. me, up to you. Yeah, I think we really, no, we're, we're all kind of got... Yeah, we got in that sentiment, didn't we, after the Champions League final? But I think you're right, Kevin. The thing where Rigi's got me is I think he is like a good finisher. Don't get me wrong, but just I just think there's numerous strikers out there would suit us better, even in first team system or even coming on. We link up play, like even if you don't want someone who's amazing at pressing, you want someone who's going who's linking up quite well or offers a different yeah. dimension. I feel like a Rigi's either well, he's not really competition for the first team. And he's not like a kitchen sink striker, if you get what I'm saying. So it's kind of stuck in between. And yeah, we need to move on from that because I feel like it's, um, yeah. I don't know. Come on, he scores that goal during the week. It's great. And yeah. I'm happy for him. I don't dislike him as a person at all, but I yeah, just feel like it's, it's speaking just... Of, speaking of moving um, on, uh, I was just going to say, what did you guys make of the reception that uh, Adam Lalana got yesterday when he came off? And at the end? I think it's um, a reflection of a player who was maybe not the most popular um, among some fans in the fan base. I think it was a popular, popular figure in the team for the, his teammates, his manager, and a lot of people appreciate it. Very similar to Naby Keita. He was very stop-start, you know. He was, a, he was a good player. His career was stop-start. But I think people will appreciate a player who runs his balls off. And I think that the overriding image of Adam Lallana is in was a Klopp's force game and he falls off the, the pitch into well, his arms because yeah. yeah. he runs the bollocks out of himself in yeah. that game. And I think that people appreciate that. And it, it's similar to, to Naby, you know, he just couldn't get that that consistency. His body couldn't do it. But he gave us all. And I think fans appreciate that. You know, I think yeah. I think fans will always appreciate that. Liverpool fans certainly. Um well he may not be the most popular among some. I think he always gave us all and he would have liked and I think to to have got more appearances yeah. um, but never really let you down. I think, go on, sorry, Conroy. No, no, I was just going to say, I think when I think of Lallana, I think of the start of the claw era and just before that and, you know, like just the start of claw era when we're kind of getting rid of, not so-called Deadwood, but some players just wasn't for it and then Lallana had stayed, he was the kind of, that that path from from one to, to the other, and I just I always liked Lana because I actually think technically he's probably as good as a lot of players. I'm not saying his best in the world, but I think as a footballer, he was technically very very gifted. And it was just a case of his body would let him down at times, or it just didn't work out. But I felt like when you when you see him leaving, there's a presentation and there's like a signed shirt he gets, and you can tell the squad unity was there. Yeah. And, and for me, I feel like. He was important to that squad, and and you can even I think if you watch the interview when he's leaving, it's like people want to be cynical. I think it meant a lot to Adam Lallana to play yeah. for the team, to win things for the team, to be part of that squad, and and have those memories. And he wasn't like he never scored at Anfield. He actually had some big moments. Old Trafford, terrible, yeah. one, terrible that day. He rescues a point, win the league that year. They can never take that away from him. Yeah. So 
I was ecstatic with the reception, but I always thought he was going to get it. I was once at um, Liverpool Swansea, 4-3, the 13-14 season, right? Henderson scored a goal similar to the, the goal he scored at the weekend. John Joe Shelby scores to make it 2-1 from about 25 yards out. The Philly Anfield was clapping because he played for Liverpool. So if, if John Joe Shelby, who fair enough, it was a troubled time, done some things, but nothing compared to what Lallana's done if you talk about the squad and stuff. If he's going to get applauded for scoring a goal at Anfield, Lana's always going to get a good reception yeah. at the end. I think, so I was buzzing for him. I think for me, it's players who leave in the right way. Yeah. Uh, if you leave in the right way, <coughs> and maybe that's why Suarez gets the stick that he does, and Coutinho got the stick that he does. I think Staring. if you leave the yeah, if you leave in the right way in the right manner, do it behind closed doors and not in the media shouting and bawling that I want X, Y, Z. I think fans will respect that. And Liverpool fans, more than most, have very long memories, especially with, play- with returning players. Um, I always liked him as a as a, a player. I think he's he's silky smooth in what he does. His body, his body let him down to the, to the extent that the squad passed him out. Uh, the technical ability in the squad passed out what he was physically able to give us back. Yeah. And he saw it in a contract and Brighton picked up a player, a senior pro, who can do like a Jimmy Milner type job for them. And plus he's a South Coast kid. So yeah. look, I'm absolutely made up for him. I'm delighted. I, I thought the reception after, you see some of the viral videos that went around after the game, when the stadium was, was no, empty. not winning, not winning as well, yeah. drawing that game as well. Yeah, when the stadium was was half empty, and he went around and applauded because that was the first time he was back at a full Anfield after winning the league. Yeah, he never got to celebrate it in front of the cop or in front of the Kenny stand with fans. This is the first time he's been able to do it. The last time he came back, it was an empty stadium. Yeah. So I'm glad the it's fans remembered. Cool, yeah. I'm, I'm glad the fans remembered and. I think it was a, a mark. Yeah. It's just a touch of class. You know what I mean? Yeah. Win, lose, or draw, whatever the result is, you know, you can be a bit of a grown-up about it as well. Yeah. Applaud, yeah. applaud someone who deserves it. It's lovely. Like, you just, I just remembered that goal as well. Do you remember when we got Klopp in Europa League? I think it was I think it was under Klopp. And we're away. Is it Bordeaux? And he pegs someone and then he, he, he sorry, not makes someone and then he like curls the bottom corner. I can't remember if someone in the chat remembers. I remember thinking that was like a vintage Lalana, you know, like Southampton goal, just yeah. through the guy's legs and whips it in the bottom corner. Yeah. yeah. He's, Such he, a skillful he, player. Yeah. He was, yeah. Uh, I remember with Southampton, he was very good at dead balls at a dead ball yeah. as well. And he, he was the one that was coming through. He was the last one of the Southampton Academy. You know, everyone else had gone. The likes of um, Walcott had gone, Ox had gone. Lalana stayed there for a good while. He played. I think he played when they were. He came through at Southampton when he when they were in League One. Yeah, he did, mate. Yeah, and in the, and in the Championship. Uh, so he knows. You know, he, he was introduced to grown-up football, and I, I you watch games in League One, and that's proper football. He was captain there as well. He was captain. Yeah, he was captain for a good while. He's had a hell of a career. And I think what he's the experience that he's passing on now to Brighton is telling in the way they play and the confidence that the other players around him have in their game, you know, to make the runs, to press when they need to press. He's still the trigger. I mean, he won't, if Brighton get into Europe, I think then he might struggle body wise. 
but you know, fair play. He's, fair he's, play. he's still doing really well. Yeah. And it was yeah, it was it was a nice touch, you know. But before we just wrap up on that game, lads, um last week I was a bit I felt Liverpool didn't get the credit they deserved. It was all about how poor Manchester United were, which was fine. This week we have to say that Brighton came and well, we shouldn't be giving up a two goal lead at home against any team. Mm-hmm. They're a good side. They're a good side and they're a well coached team. And I think, you know, sometimes you have to be at your best. You can't take games for granted and not against good teams like that or you'll be found out. And I think Liverpool were just a bit complacent or maybe a bit mentally tired after going to Old Trafford and going to the the, the Wanda and getting the results they needed that I don't know if they just took their foot off and didn't put the effort in. But teams like that, Kev, they're going to punish you, aren't they? They're going to be they're the teams that you have to really put it in. There's it's, teams in this league that cannot do that, and Brighton are the team that will. They're one of them. Leicester, another one. I mean, the yeah. thing is, you often see. I mean, people forget. I think our record at the minute this season so far is fifteen four and zero. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. unbeaten for a fair while. We're still unbeaten. As much as the downer for yesterday yeah. was yesterday's result, and it turned me off of football. I didn't bother watching any of the games in the afternoon. Or <laughs> you gave you gave you watch. I, 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 did, any, I, did uni- I didn't watch the United the United Spurs game. I watched twenty yeah. minutes of it. I got sick of it. Uh, I stuck FIFA. Poor standard, anyway, stop, mate. Poor standard. And I looked at it and I thought this could be the kick up the arse they need. You know that uh, I've often seen top sides us. In, in general, go into games not at it, you know, expecting to get the win because we're at home and because, you know, they should, we're on fire, we're scoring goals for fun, we should get a win. I hope to God this is a kick up the hole for a lot of them. This, you know, you're, you're, if you're Kanata, you have to be right. If you're Virgil, you have to be right. You know, your centre mid, you have to track your runners. You know, I thought Sadiov for everything and anything for his first game back, he was tracking, he was coming back, and he was harassing and trying to win the ball back. It was just not as organised as what I'd like to see it, and I hope the clock gets into him and we see a quick turnaround when we move on to Atletico and I think it's Tuesday night. Yeah, you know, we're into the that run of the mill season. Wednesday, thank you. Yeah, it was bang, bang, bang with the games now. There's Games very regular, you know. We're we need to get Thiago back. We need to get Fabinho back. You can't expect those three to turn out on Wednesday night and then turn out against West Ham. And if they're not physically at right, or if they're close, they have to be available. Mm. You know, no messing now. It's I know it's like you only need a draw to get through and a win to top the group, but. Get the damn win. Yeah. You can't yeah. go in with that mentality. You can't go in thinking, oh, yeah. a draw is okay, because then you'll get punched. Yeah, yeah. that never works, is it? You can't go in the game getting a draw. And I think Anfield as well, Atletico Madrid, we want a bit of, the fans want a bit of, because a few, that, that knockout stage when we dominated yeah. them for 90 minutes and then lost yeah. an extra time. We've not forgot that as well. So yeah. I think set out the stall and it's a great game to come back into yeah, as well there's a comment in there we were seven games in 22 days after the international break so does everyone else yeah anyone else who's involved in Europe has seven days seven games in 22 23 24 days as well so I mean we've all got 24 men squads and they're all going to be needed you know 
it's this is now where you're going to start seeing gaps in the table. And you look at the Premier League table at the minute, and I said it last week. I think the goal difference tells you the ref, gives you a reflection of where sides really are. Yeah. And our goal difference at the minute is good. We're in the top three. We want to stay in the top three till Christmas. Give ourselves a fighting chance exactly. to get into the get into the get into the last third of the season in in and around the top three, and then we'll know then we'll know where we are. Exactly. Yes. You've also got a, a quarter final of the League Cup um, yeah. to look forward to. You you could be well placed there. You you get out of your Champions League group where you're positioned nicely and you're in the top three and does you're not chasing a runaway leader, which is what you don't want to happen because I suppose Chelsea are going to have the World Club Cup as well, I'm sure. Is that on this year? Yeah, it is. Um, so I, th- have I think it that. is, yeah. Um, and the thing is, Chelsea will I just a little bit more positive about the weekend as well. City lost. So to be honest, we dropped points and I know we could look at it if we'd won, we'd have got further away. But us not losing and after that, that Trossard goal that I thought he was onside and it was just off. So thankfully, off, yeah. um, a point for me means we're two points away from them because I still think Chelsea will drop points. I feel like if uh, you might disagree, guys, and I might be no. a bit. No, I think I if City were on top, yeah. I feel like City can steamroll it. Whereas I do yeah. believe Chelsea, I've just seen, been good. But I do think there were certain games that they will struggle, especially if you look at how Brentford were amazing games. against them. Yeah. So I feel like you can catch Chelsea. And with City, just getting that two points, and I know you might it's not much, but United are coming next weekend. United have just won 3-0. They might drop again. So I think if we can win during the week and capitalise against West Ham, which will probably, West Ham has no mugs as well after seeing it, but... I just think Chelsea can be caught by no means they're going to run away with it. So get the win during the week, get the Champions League sorted out, and then we can just play the the kids or the reserves for the last two games. If we can get through this week with positive results, two positive results, I think the the performance yesterday, the result yesterday can be not parked away, but it can be sort of said, right, we dropped two points, we didn't get beaten. We've we've gained so many points and we're still in the mix. And I think that's important. But before we finish up, lads, Atletico, Kev, do you go with the same team at that finish? Not that finish the game, but let's say Naby is out. Would you go with the same defence? Would you go with Ox in the midfield? I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he's if we see Joe Gomez play maybe Matip as well. Not wholesale changes, mm. but I wouldn't mind seeing uh, at least I wouldn't mind seeing Simicast given a run. I wouldn't mind seeing Matip or Gomez come back in, maybe both. You're not exactly bringing in novices. Yeah. The midfield, hopefully you can get an hour out of Fabinho. Um, I wouldn't like to see Henderson, Ox and Jones. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I would love Klopp to play a diamond. I would love him to play a four in midfield and play two up top and see what happens. I would yeah. I would love him to bolster the midfield and see and because Atletico uh I before we came on, I didn't know that they'd played this weekend, so I quickly looked up how they lined up. And they lined up three four three four one two with Hermoso and Jimenez, was it? Jimenez and Savage as yeah. a back three with Trippier and Carrasco as wing backs. So I'm pretty sure they're going to go the same again, you know, with the same system again, 3 5 2. And 
I'd love us to to go with something different because uh, I think it could turn out it could be lambs to the slaughter if you play Henderson Jones yeah. and Ox in the, in a midfield three against that. Yeah, I think against Colke and it's it's the whiff. Yeah, it's the whiff that they get from the from their fullbacks, where Sadio and Mo don't track back enough mm. to give enough cover to our fullbacks. So we'd either have to be really brave with our centre backs and hold a really really high line, and our fullbacks to bomb on and press their fullbacks back, or play a diamond in midfield and retain possession that way. Yeah, Conroy. What about yourself? How do you see us lining up? Real interesting shout with Kev by Kev there. What I would say is, I would just assume that Fabinho plays a bit. I think it'd be Fabinho, uh, Jones, and Henderson, um, in in the middle. And like, I don't know if you you think yeah, Thiago might maybe back possibly or or no chance. Thiago might be back before Fabinho. For so, if we're going with that, then I would say Thiago, Hendo, and uh, Jones. I think Jones would be the the one who calls. Even though I've noticed he does get a lot of criticism for, yeah, he wasn't great, but he is still a young guy. I think yeah. we have to have a bit yeah. more patience. He has for a lot him. of positives, and I think we, yeah. we hold him to too high a standard. Yeah, I, I definitely because I feel like it, it. It's funny how certain players. It's like Elliot was brilliant, I'm but really Elliot gave the ball away a lot in games as well. But because it was positive, it's fine. Whereas I think yeah. Jones, I see Jones, I think he's he's good. It's just not every game's amazing, but he's still a young guy. So really I don't know why we're so keen on, on criticising. I understand criticising performance, but I still think he's got a future at Liverpool. But oh, yeah, so yeah. I, think, I think Jones coming. For me, I actually think um, it, it won't happen, but I think uh, Shemika should play. Um, Robbo's not been as bad I'd say for every game that people are saying like yeah. for me it's a mixed bag it's like he has one really good game Porto brilliant United um, City pretty good you know and then it'll be like the Brentford the Atletico was up uh, Brentford was his worst game he's ever played for Liverpool yeah. Atletico wasn't great he got assists but it wasn't a great game and then the other day I would be honest I don't think he was he was horrendous I think it was an average game but just with a the way Atletico set up, as you say, Kev, if it's that five, and Trippier is good, but it's not as if he's, I still feel like a Shimmercaster can be an overload down there. And, yeah. and sh- I, what I mean is I'm not terrified that Shimmercaster is going to get, because he's not really showed he's poor defensively, but against the very top teams, I don't think he would get um, crucified yeah, I don't think to, play, to play. Exactly. I don't think he'd be exposed is a better word. So I think Shimmercaster should play. And I think Robo. It might be a good time to do it because it's maybe not that Shimakas is in, but if he does this, it might. I know someone made a comment or they light the fire a bit. For me, it's it's a good comment, but it's more the consistency. He's been so consistent for so many years, but right now it seems to be one really good game, one game where he's poor or average, and it's it's a bit all over the place. Where you've got Shimakas who's just crossing, he looks confident right now. I think Robbo, he just feels a bit. I don't know. It's like. He, he seems to do stuff that's worked so many times and he's not mixing up. Even like set pieces, stop whipping it, put your foot through a corner, try that, try dinking it in, just try something different. You're not being the first man with that set piece. Um, so for me, it'd be a good time to do it because then you can probably manage it in a way to say, you're right, you're back in against West Ham. So for me, that, that I think that, that should happen. People might be surprised, but I think Shemekar should play. And then I think it'd be Jota comes in for Manny. For me, Jota comes Red, in for Manny. Yeah, interesting. Red Steve said his battery only has about 15 minutes left, so we should keep going till half 12 to make up for the shoddy start. I'd love to, but I don't know how long I can keep the boys here. I don't know how long I can keep them here. Um, 
it, it's been a great show, lads, and thanks yeah. very much for coming on. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that you came on, and we had a nice little chat after a slow start by me. Put my hands up on that. Even though, even though, even though Grizz got a lot of the blame at the start, it was nothing to do with Grizz. It was on um, me. But now, look, it was a great chat, and it's interesting to see, you know, when, when the game comes up. You know, we, it's a, a poor result, yes, but we can sort of... I think the, day, the, the extra day gives you a bit of perspective. Yeah, the immediate aftermath of the match, I was, I was like a dog. Yeah, you know, I, I was, yeah, at the Halloween I party, Kev. So, so I was, I was on the wine straight away. I was on the wine straight away. <laughs> I was in such bad form after that, and it was. Uh, and I watched it again today, and there was a lot of parts of that game where I, thought I was really happy with. There was a, especially the first half an hour. It's, I'd say, some side. Between now and Christmas, some side is going to get a right hiding. Yeah. I mean, Man United are a bad side, so I expect those. I expected us if we were going to win that we'd win a comfortable. But I honestly think we're going to give some side an absolute pasting yeah. with the way that we're playing at the minute up front. Whether we'd be able to keep it to nil, I'd like to see a couple of more clean sheets. But yeah, I, I honestly, there was large parts of that first half large bits of the way we play going forward I was like yeah we're going to absolutely tonk someone soon Yeah, you know you could feel it before the Palace game last year that it was coming someone was going to be on the end of a hiding Yeah, and I, I, you, I'm getting that feeling again that someone is going to get absolutely roasted soon and that was a weird one that Palace one because we only had eight shots and scored seven and, mm. do you know what I mean and that then we just sort of fell off a yeah. cliff after that as well and it's like but this is different now. Yeah, right. This is totally different. Um, but look, before we finish up, I just want to give a shout out to Sienna Steps. I know we always mention that she's close to the target. If um, anybody can look, if you can donate, donate. There's the link there for the GoFundMe. It's in the title of the show description, all that sort of stuff. But even if you share it, you know, I think they're about three thousand euro away from one hundred twenty thousand gold, which is brilliant. Everybody has supported a lot of our listeners. We hands up, you know, you've done a great job with spreading the fire and wide. So anything we can get on that to help Sienna would be brilliant. Um, and I think then the lads will be back tomorrow with the forum. We're playing Wednesday night, so I'd imagine the midweek fix is going to be moved to Tuesday. We'll have a pre and post game show Wednesday. Um, I'm sure there'll be a carnage Thursday, sports unplugged Friday, and then back again next Sunday. So busy week as usual on the on the day trip. So look, Conroy, thank you very much for coming on and joining me tonight. No, no, thanks, uh, thanks very much for having us, uh, Keith. It was superb, and um, yeah, actually a really good chat about it. And I think what Kev said as well. After you get a, f- a full bottle of white wine last night, dress up for Halloween. Uh, shout out to people just doing nothing the TV show. I went as a MC Grinder last night. Corrupt FM, the rest are irrelevant. No, it was a good night. It was a really good night. Um, I mean, the scariest thing yesterday was Liverpool's second half performance, but I was going to say that at the start, but (laughs) jokes aside. No, but it was... um, I know, I know, mate, I know. But it was Dugav's midweek fix. um, He's the the little buzzer he's got. I could use that there. But no, it was a... a, I watched it, I like Kev, I watched it again yesterday, uh, today, sorry, and it's a... I think on reflection, just to add what I said earlier... I know people, sometimes I'm a half-glass-full person, but genuinely, I think it's been a really good start to the, the, the season. And I think you've got to take the good with the, the bad at times. Like, yeah. we smash Man United 5-0. We usually take a draw there because of the way the season's going or just our form there. And then we've drew at Brighton. Every game's different. You take what you can. We're on a great run. 
and let's just focus on on the week. And I think like West Ham, Atletico and West Ham is it's great that this is not an international break. We're going straight into two big games. Yeah. That I think we'll go full guns blazing, and I think that's that's good. See if we had an international break now, we'd all be frustrated yeah. and annoyed. And it's good timing that those those games are straight yeah. away. Indeed, indeed. And Kev, thank you very much for joining us again tonight. I know oh, you two boys pleasure, are quite mate. regulars now, but it's great to have you on <laughs> yeah. Sunday night. Um, yeah, it's a first for me this on a Sunday night. There's no normally in the chat shouting in comments yeah. left, right, and center. Yeah. Comments have been banging tonight. Thanks very much for everyone who's in the chat 100%. tonight and stuck with it and found the new stream and what have you. Uh the, the chat's <laughs> been absolutely hopping. You guys are absolute legends. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, there's <laughs> no, a, a I, I know he's going to say that. Out. If you watch it, MC Grinder is the, the guy from. Um, but fair enough, mate. That's your quick red, Steve. I, I don't expect anything less from you. But it's people <laughs> just enough, and it's a very good show, though. If you like the UK office, you'll like that. But yeah, fair enough, mate. Quick, quick. Well, <laughs> look, uh, Kev was spot on there. You know, the chat's hopping. The chat's always hopping. It's one of the things that we 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 appreciate the most on the day trip. Right. And it's, it's like Kev was a, a chat regular and he came in and others have been in the chat, Chris and Avi and that were involved in the chat and they've come on shows. So it's it's great that the, the chat is so active. We always uh, think it's the best chat around any of these shows and we stand by that and we keep saying it. So, you know, with that support, we always do appreciate it. So always can hit a like or a subscribe. We appreciate that. We appreciate every little bit yeah. of support we get. So thank you very much. But lads, we're going to finish up there. Um, thanks for joining us tonight. It wasn't the best result at the weekend, but is it two points dropped or a point gained? We'll know at the end of the season. We've been the fat back four and we'll see you all again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.